Welcome to the Hoops Talk. We're just churning these episodes out. Churn. Yeah. So much churn. <laughs> Churning it. I but you know but, what? Like uh, we said, like the last episode, this is literally what keeps me like uh, knowing what day of the week it is. <laughs> what day of the week is it? What day of the week is it, Liz? Today is Sunday. Woo! Okay. And also, what are there's some other big things today? What are some big things today? Well, I do have my movie club today. Oh, I know that's everybody big. everybody wants to know oh. about that. Okay. <laughs> but I think there's some documentary going on on ESPN tonight, maybe. That might be happening. And it's Something. someone's, someone, a legend's birthday today too, isn't it? Whose birthday today? Candace Parker. It, oh, that's right. Taurus Candace season. Taurus season, yeah, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. We got, we got her birthday. We got a lot of stuff happening. Actually, this week, I mean, after the draft on Friday, which we're going to get into for the WNBA, I mean, I feel like there's no slowdown in sports. No. There's still all this fuckery happening. You can't stop sports. <laughs> you, can't, you can't take fuckery out of the game. <laughs> but you can, get the, you can take the game out of fuckery. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I mean, we have a big show. We have a guest coming on for our Women Crush Wednesday. I'm really excited about. Worked with her in the past. And I know, uh, Kendall, you've worked with her as well. So um, mm-hmm. excited to bring her on. She's in our... A virtual waiting room for Zoom because we're so sophisticated. And uh, we're bringing her on. And then I think we're going to spend most of the second half of the show talking about the WNBA because we Zoomed it. We all watched it live Zooming it, which was pretty hilarious. (laughs) 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 So we'll get into that. But um, before we roll into the show, I'm always going to do updates and all that good stuff. So you guys ready? Unless anything else, Karen, how's it going in San Francisco? You're the only one in the North Bay. I know. Um, It's good. It's sunny. Okay. I got a little fresh air today. Okay. Some social distancing, eating lunch on the grass with Ollie. Oh, that's nice. But it's like, I'm all paranoid. I'm like eating lunch and I'm like, oh, you better watch yourself. You better stay six feet. <laughs> it should be like that man that put the, um, what is it? The pool. Oh, uh, the pool noodles. The pool noodles. <laughs> Just wear a crown of pool noodles. <laughs> but you know what? Um, you know how, like, I think you guys first, right? Uh, your mayor was like, please wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that just rolled out this weekend for uh, San Francisco, oh, really? San Mateo County. Yeah. Oh, I got really? I got a photo of me, my my Jordan LeBron fit, so I'll share that on the okay. on the Instagram. I like it. I like it. Go. Yeah, we have we've been wearing masks. I mean, I had to run to go put trash in our trash chute, and <laughs> I was like, <gasps> so yeah, masks and like actually doing activity is not conducive for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, same. But. Eh. Eh, I put on lipstick for the show. Same. <laughs> Anything else, I'm like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. Are you wearing pants? <laughs> I am. Oh. For the wow. show, baby. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I leveled it up today nice. for this recording. <laughs> I like it. And the movie club. Are you guys doing video too? For We do video club? for the movie yeah, club. You're set. You're looking. I'm set. Everyone else is going to look trash. I know. I'm going to look real good. <laughs> real good. <laughs> I 
these canceled zippers or absolutely pants? not like, not yeah no, absolutely okay. not okay. no they're okay. pajama pants no <laughs> I didn't know if we that level yet. You know? yeah, I if don't you know who's like, in that level. It up. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm like one because I started doing yoga. I know I told you guys this. Um, it's been like two weeks now since I've been doing like some yoga, and I almost did it with no pants on today. I was like, fuck it, why not? I yeah. see like those gurus just using, you know, their little underwear and, and sports bra. Um, but I was like, ugh, I'll just. I don't like touching the mat. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm going to go. Keep going. (laughs) I'm going to move on now. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to move on to our um, updates and house cleaning as we normally do. So, um, of course, make sure you guys please subscribe to and like or re- and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on uh, Google uh, for, the CE- for the SEO. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Hoops Talking. And we have the TikTok. We have the, the Hoops Talk podcast. Our intern has been putting up videos. They're hilarious. Go check them out. He's so adorable. It's, you know, our intern is super cool. So <laughs> go check him out. Um, and then um, we also have the YouTube channel. So we put some of these episodes out on YouTube. And then Karen, the prize pack. How's that coming along? Hey, you know what? I do have item number one on the price pack. Okay. Woo! Wow. <laughs> so when we had our guest, Heidi. Yeah. Uh, so I've got copies of her book. Oh, man. Can it? Can we even? I can see it. <gasps> Relationship yeah. ready. How I stopped fucking randos and started cupcaking my soulmate. So, you know, we've got item number one. Okay. <laughs> and maybe it'll just be the books because, hey. Everyone's stuck inside. Maybe uh, an order of cupcakes with your book. Maybe. There you go. Progress, everyone. Progress. We got progress. You're getting shit done in quarantine, you know? (laughs) You know, I think if you review us, we put you in the random like shuffle and this prize pack, 2021 is looking real good with this prize pack right now. So 2021? First, you don't know what day it is. Now you don't know what year. <laughs> no, I know that because I know that prize pack ain't gonna be done this year. So at the rate you're going, hey. we're already in like four months in, and you barely got one thing. <laughs> my my prize pack is like a fine wine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's gonna be a minute before that's completed. So. <laughs> We're giving you plenty of time to put the reviews in so you can be part of this prize pack. So there yeah. you go. Um, okay, so that's all the updates we have today. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to shift into our Women Crush Wednesday and we're going to bring her on in shortly. So hold your horses. Next segment coming up. <laughs> Hey everybody, we are back and we're here for our Women Crush Wednesday and we want to welcome Kristen Peak, Yahoo Sports NBA draft analyst to the podcast. Welcome Kristen. Woo! Hi guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk basketball when there's no basketball going on. This is great. I know. <laughs> I know, but we there still has been a lot of things going on that I'm dying to talk to you about because I know the first time we kind of worked together um you had I mean it was right before selection Sunday I think we were like two weeks into selection before selection Sunday. yes deep sigh yeah I know 
And you, you, but you had already, I mean, you talked about how like it was going to be a hurricane and it was crazy. And (laughs) so there's been a lot of development (laughs) since that conversation to where we're at now. So there's, there's still stuff to talk about. So yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, how are you doing with all this safe at home? How are you, how are you working through what we're doing, what's happening with, you know, coronavirus? And I know I was so touched by the quarantine video that you did with your family. Super cute. I'd love to hear, you know, what was, what's going on? What's been happening since, you know, quarantine and, and how are you making it through? Yeah. So, um, I mean, when it first started, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm off the road. This has been the longest break I've ever had in my career. Cause I'm always gone. I'm gone usually 150 to 180 nights a year, just traveling around watching high school, college, NBA games. Um, so this was kind of something new for me. And so I enjoyed it for about, uh, the first week and then you start <laughs> to get a little stir crazy. So then, you know, by week going into weeks, five, I was like, I miss my family. I don't want to be alone anymore. And so I decided my sister just had a newborn and I'm like, okay, you got to like get creative. She's got a four and two year old as well. And they're being very, very strict from social distancing as everyone in California is. And, you know, I wanted to practice that and honor that. So I made them a sign and I just sat at the bottom of their balcony and the kids were like, what are you doing here? How'd you get here? <laughs> it, was, it was really nice. And then I actually, you know, just um, Utah has one of the lowest cases of mm. COVID-19. And that's where my brother lives. And he has five kids. So I decided to drive out here and mm. self-quarantine for a bit before I shacked up in their house with them. And now I'm here and I'm not bored. And it's always something <laughs> going on. And <laughs> Yeah, it's great. My little nephew's 12 and he plays basketball. So we've been cool. getting shots up and yeah, it's great. Oh, that's great. That's how, and how are you, how's the transition for work? You know, how are you able to, I mean, have you been able to talk to any of the players that you would normally have worked with and have you gotten a sense from them how they're dealing with, you know, the safer at home and the, and the virus? Yeah, I spoke to Jason Tatum earlier this week, uh, Boston Celtics guard Jason Tatum for a story. And he just said, one, he hasn't picked up a basketball since his last game when everything happened on March 11th. And also he's just enjoying his time with his two-year-old son, Deuce, and being at home. And he's trying to do as much as he can to keep his cardio intact. There's weekly Zoom calls with the Celtics that they all participate in and it's Mm. catching up with family and video games and what's going to happen, we don't know. And what we did find out from um, Adam Silvers and the Board of Commissioners or Board of Governors or whatever meeting on Friday is they don't know. They don't have an update. They're going to wait it out um, for some time now. And what Jason said to me was the way they see it happening is it's going to go a month back to the facilities to get back in shape, to get back the team back oriented. And then after Mm -hmm. that, it's scheduling and what's going to happen. So we're looking at, at the very least, Mm -hmm. two months out for an NBA season. And then what does that do for the draft prospects? You know, I've Mm -hmm. talked to a couple guys like Tyrese Maxey, who's a potential lottery pick and what he's doing to kind of stay in shape and be in the loop and mm-hmm. just try to get as much information from this draft process that's going to be very unique 
mm-hmm. um, for all the players. Uh, you know, what kind of questions are they going to ask me, KP? You know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I've I've been trying to keep in touch, but yeah, it's tough. Like to yeah. write about basketball. I've been doing this look back series. It's called mm. High School Sneak Peek, P E E K, like my last oh, name. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so so I did one on Zion Williamson, and then the craziest AAU game ever Zion Williamson versus LaMelo Ball and then I just the ones coming out this week are um Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell so oh it's, that's it's fun. cool well, yeah definitely we'll have to link that out in the episode where you're writing yeah this, it'll be interesting to, to look at um well I do know that you also had um you know and a lot of your colleagues had a lot to say recently about Jalen Green um going to the G League um, I did, we did some research because we were like, oh, we need to extract as much as we can from Kristen about this, um, you know, because the G League has developed. And from what I understand, so, so that the prospects don't go to the NBL. And is right. that correct? Am I, am I understanding that correctly? Yes. Yes. This past season and then um, the couple seasons before this, um, we've seen top like five-star high school prospects when we know that they're not, well, we don't know, when there's a chance that they won't be eligible for college, um, they've gone over and played in Australia and NBL. Mm-hmm. So it started with Terrence Ferguson. He was a five-star. He was originally going to go to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Then he went and played for the Adelaide 36ers. And most recently this year was LaMelo Ball, who mm-hmm. played for the Illawarra Hawks, which then he turned around and did a boss move and he bought the team, which is <laughs> insane. Oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean. and then him and then um, fellow lottery pick RJ Hampton, who is a former five star mm-hmm. in high school as well. So I think this is just the NBA's way of trying to keep those top prospects here closer to home. You know, get them in a developmental program that feeds right into the NBA, where scouts don't have to travel twenty four hours mm-hmm. on a flight or whatever. It's not twenty four. I used to live in Sydney. It's only fourteen. Don't freak out. Um, but. <laughs> travel all that way to see to get eyes on these on these players you know that are going to be in the NBA in a year so it started with Jalen mm-hmm. Green and then you had five-star Isaiah Todd who had recently decommitted from Michigan he's mm-hmm. joining and honestly I don't think they're done yet I think there's a pretty good chance that Greg Brown who's another five-star top 10 kid super high flyer out of Texas I think there's a chance he could sign with the G mm-hmm. League team mm-hmm. out here in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. as far as Jalen you know I mean I spoke to him afterwards and I was just yeah. like Jalen you're making big moves and he's just like only big moves KP he's like I'm coming to your hood let's go and I'm like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> I mean the fact that it's in Los Angeles that is like pretty big I would assume it's like shifting a lot of where, where players are being, you know, coming up at. Yeah. And Los Angeles is very, um, I mean, it's, it's very attractive for players. You know, you can't, mm. you can't put this G league team in Grand Rapids, Michigan, no. right? right? So you put it in Los Angeles and you know, when you look at it, you're like, Oh, do we really want to be given kids? Cause they're 18. Mm. Yeah. These big contracts and put them in a city where you can't get in trouble. So it'll be interesting to see like how Mm -hmm. focused these kids stay, if it's business, 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 or if, you know, you, you do see some kids that get in trouble and it doesn't work out for them. Right. Um, And are you thinking, cause do you think that the NCAA is reacting fast enough to what's happening? Because from what I understand, Jalen, that is like something that's so huge 
you know, with this whole narrative that actually started in the NBA, right? This wave of players taking on their own careers, taking on what, making the decisions for themselves. And now you have a player like Jalen, who is just this rock star from what I'm reading and is the NCAA, what are they doing? I mean, I'm assuming that they're like freaking out or maybe not. I don't know. What What is your estimation on that? I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a hit, right? Like uh, my colleague, Pete Thamel wrote a story mm. that was basically like a middle finger to the NCAA, you know, <laughs> and that this is going to be the wave of the future. But the thing is, it's not going to be a giant wave of the future because it's just one mm. team, right? So they can't, they can go after the top 10 kids and recruiting classes, but the players from 20 to 50 who are still skilled, who are still going to be NBA players, NBA prospects down the road, they're still going to play college basketball. And mm-hmm. you're still going to have fans. You're still going to have, you're still going to pack arenas. Duke is still going to be Duke. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's going to continue. But the fact that they won't have those star powers like Zion Williamson caliber of players going to college, of course, it's a hit. The NCAA yeah. is all about money. The amount of money mm-hmm. they make in the tournament yeah. is insane. Right. So right. if it, like, if you were to say, no, this doesn't impact it at all. Of course, it's a hit. Like, yeah, they're yeah. just, they're not going to react to it as strongly as, they probably are feeling it. Do you think that they'll change some of their rules though? Like players being able to get paid for their likeness or I I know that there's this whole thing about not getting a salary, but their NCAA does get a lot of money from the likeness of these players. So do you see that maybe them opening that potential up? Because from what I understand that, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, I was going to say we've already seen it with California trying to pass that Mm. law where players can make money off their likeness. And I think that's fair. I honestly think that's fair because Mm -hmm. you look at someone like Zion Williamson, LaMelo Ball, even Jalen Green, Mm -hmm. these, and we go even farther back, Mikey Williams, who is a freshman in high school right now, who has something like 1.8 million Instagram followers. He is a celebrity. I've been to four of his games and he is hounded by children, like wanting autographs. He's hounded by grown men wanting autographs, you know, as a freshman in high school. So they need to change something because otherwise these players aren't going to go to college because you know what? Mikey Williams right now could make 15 grand off an Instagram post and start Mm -hmm. making and building his brand right now. Yeah. So why wouldn't he do that? You know, he wants to play in the NBA. He doesn't want to be a college basketball player. Yeah. So if they want him to play and they want those eyeballs to come, then something needs to change. And how have you got the temperature from the parents? I mean, to think that your kid has this option to start, you know, at $500,000 at for a yearly salary at the G League and forego an education. I mean, as a parent, what are you hearing anything there? Or are they like, hey, you know what, this point that is- doesn't matter. Get the bag. <laughs> Get paid. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nice. That's fair. Yes. That's oh. fair. I mean, if I would have I would have gotten the bag if I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to art school, so. <laughs> Listen, education will always be there. Say sure. your career ends and you're 35 years old. That's a long career in the NBA. Go back to school. That's always going to, education is always going to be there. Basketball yeah. is not. Yep. It's not. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. It, I mean, it's just insane how that cascaded. I feel like it cascaded from the NBA, but I could be, you know, I mean, I would assume they're looking at the NBA going, well, 
that sounds about right to me. You know, I want to get that same kind of money. Yeah. Going. And I think, I think too, it's the times, right? If you even think about other, other industries, influencers on social media, mm-hmm. everyone's sort of taking control of their own careers, especially with the amount of free or cheap resources. I mean, that's kind of a little bit what we're doing with the podcast, you know what I mean? And being, um, wanting to be in sports media, we're taking control of it in our own way. So I think mm. that's just part of what's happening around sports, especially college. Yeah, a hundred percent. And we've seen it. I mean, I don't understand why this is something new over in Europe, over yeah. in Europe, you've got professional soccer. They, they see a kid who has potential at 12 and they sign them yeah. into de- the developmental league. This isn't rocket science. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we don't need to send these kids to pretend to go to class for five yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. Pretending that it's all about the education in order to then go to the NBA and make millions of dollars. Like, come on, what, what are we doing here? I mean, have, has, I feel like the, the criticism, I mean, when do you think the, that type of critique of the NCAA started? Because for a lot of times, I mean, all, everybody was like, no, this is great. This is how it should be. I mean, where do, where did we reach that like tent pole that kind of shifted where people maybe, maybe they thought it, but they weren't writing about it. I mean, you could go all the way back and argue Carmel Anthony's one year at Syracuse, you could go all the way back. And then Kevin Durant's one year at Texas. Mm. I mean, the, the fact that we were forcing these players who were clearly going to be NBA all-stars to play a year in college is yeah. a joke. Yeah, And they don't get anything from it. And they still don't, you know, except that, that I mean, the NCAA does. And that's, right. that's the meal ticket there. So right. I don't know. Right. I think Zion Williamson was really the one that woke a lot of people up. Mm. Because he was just so out of this world popular mm. and you just couldn't understand why he wasn't getting paid. Ben Simmons did an entire documentary on it in his one year at LSU, you know, and he, he came yeah. from Australia. So for him, it was a foreign concept. The fact that like his mother had to keep every single receipt for the one year he was at LSU in the event that <laughs> the NCAA was going to come knock in and deem him ineligible is crazy. <laughs> That is insane. Well, I mean, you know, I always say follow the money, you know, follow the money because everybody wants the bag and NCAA, I feel they're going to, they're going to need to do some quick. Yes. They're going to have to act a lot quick. And I'm, I'm assuming this is, I mean, right. uh, We're talking about uh, men's basketball, but on the women's side, you know, we'll see what happens there. I'm assuming Sabrina is the Zion. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. of the WNBA. So oh, that yeah. is then going to be her. She's the trajectory. Oh, Sabrina was the best college basketball. Men's college basketball was so weak this year that the <laughs> most popular, the most popular college basketball player in the, out of the entire season was a female and it was Sabrina. Yeah. You awesome. know, did you watch the WNBA draft? I only saw highlights of it. I mean, obviously I yeah. saw when they honored Gigi and her teammates and yeah. I'm just like, Oh, oh yeah. it's still just it. so fresh. And then, yeah. um, I saw, I saw Sabrina, you know, get, um, get her name called and everything. And then mm-hmm. her Jersey sold out right away. And yeah. that just, just goes, has that, I can't even, I don't even know if that's happened on the NBA scale as quickly as it did with Sabrina. Yeah, but, it did. Um, I think it sold out in an hour when she got picked. It would took an hour. That's insane. I, and then my heart just breaks for this year's draft class, right? Because they don't, yeah. yes, yes, they're in their living room with their families and they're still 
getting drafted, but it's not mm-hmm. the same as getting dressed up to the nines, being yep. able to walk across the stage, get that recognition, go through all the the media and the spotlight and everything. Um, so yeah, it's just a weird year. And same with the guys, like we don't yeah. know what the NBA draft is going to be like this year. There's going to be a lot of question marks. I talk to a lot of teams and they just say, there's going to be a huge range. Like we're going to see players like Nico Mannion, RJ Hampton, mm-hmm. um, even Tyrese Maxey. Like, are they going to go five? Or are they going to go 15 or 20? Right. Well, Anthony, where are you going to take him? What right. team's going to pick him up? Um, so it's just, it, this year is just going to be crazy. Yeah, I would, I would assume, I mean, who know? I know that they're talking about, you know, uh, starting up the NBA, but as you said, there's no like concrete plan and there's still a lot, um, that's being discussed and everybody, you know, has different opinions on it. But if we were to go into the NBA draft, it's going to have to be virtual. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen, which is sad for me because honestly, the <laughs> NBA draft selfishly is like my favorite day of the year. It's like graduation. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen these right. players from the time they're freshmen or sophomores in high school with braces on and, you know, try, rising up the ranks, you know, then they kill it in college and now they're realizing their dreams. Yeah. They're shaking the commissioner's hand and then they come back and they like, we, we talk for an interview for the last time, like. It's seriously my favorite day of the year. And I think you're right. Like it's going to have, it's most likely either a hundred percent going to be a virtual tour or or virtual draft. Or if they do decide to do it, it's going to be the lottery that, you know, that gets to be in there and that's it. No fans, no families, no anything. They're just going to have to, and Adam Silver is definitely not going to shake their hand. So yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's gonna have a photo like or... a distant high five, I know. <laughs> air hug like you did. <laughs> yeah. Elbows to elbows. <laughs> they're gonna like hand instead of handing out the the hats they'll hand out masks with the team logo on it <laughs> <laughs> they like like medically sealed bag <laughs> yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be different i mean we're in the la- later half of the pod we're gonna be talking about the WNBA draft because we watched it live um but yeah in thinking about that how things are gonna look because they do talk about um, games without fans in it, yeah. right? And I think that's surreal. I will say this though, like I watched, um, so I did it, I was working on a story on um, a coach, a friend of mine who used to coach for the Lakers, who now is coaching over for a Euro um, EuroLeague team in Italy, in Milan, Italy. Um, and their last three games were played without fans. So I mm-hmm. looked back and watched that game film. And honestly, yes, it was very surreal, but you know what? They still had the the guy doing that. Do 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 do. And that's defense. Defense. There was like a little bit of Spanish atmosphere, but then right. on the flip side, it was kind of cool to to hear everybody talk on the court and the right. coaches yell at the players and everything. So when when I'm saying when putting it out there, when the NBA season does resume. I think that's what it's going to be, honestly. And it's think, not it's not horrible. Do you think this season is done or are we going to try to salvage? No, they have to try to salvage it because of trade implications for the draft. I mean, in the okay. sense where if, if a team 
isn't necessarily like big on this draft, but there's a free agent coming up and they want to try to trade their draft pick. They need to know what's available. And the only way to do that is just through finishing some sort of season. Even if that's just like a, a really quick, like if you took the final four teams in each mm. con- or e- final, fi- final, final eight, and you just did single elimination, no best of seven, mm. just played, you know, a, a tournament like that, maybe that could work um, just to speed it up. But I don't see an NBA draft if they do finish up the season happening at the soonest until August. Okay. And um, I have to ask you what you thought of the um, NBA horse challenge. (laughs) It was unwatchable. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I commend them for trying. And it was fun to see some of these players' backyards and Mike Connolly's air-conditioned gym. Right. Ridiculous. But like, and I saw like Zach Levine, he's just like, it's freezing. Like the sleet and snow is like starting to come down and you're just like, get inside. This isn't worth it. Like, yeah. But I, I mean, I commend them for attempting and trying. I thought Sirit, um, Sirit uh, our coworker who writes for the NBA, hmm. who's awesome. You guys should have her on sometime. Hmm. But she, her response was it was, N slash O slash P slash E. Nope. Yeah, we had a, yeah. Kendall had like a TED talk about how terrible it was a couple episodes ago. I did. I had a big long rant of welcomed people to my TED talk. I was, I was (laughs) in a mood. (laughs) It was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. But, you know, to your point, they're trying. I just, you know, I just feel like really you get, you get some, you get a bunch of minds in a room to talk about what you could do. And this is what you come up with. It's like, you need to change something. <laughs> I know, but either that or it's like, well, for the first few weeks, because I watch a lot of basketball, like mm-hmm. I, an obscene amount of basketball. And I was so bummed that this NCAA tournament didn't happen because do you know how much bad basketball I watched from November to March? <laughs> prepare for the tournament because Obi Toppin Obi Toppin is like right. the best basketball player in college basketball he plays for Dayton Dayton is not I mean they were good this year but they play in a horrible conference like yeah. it was bad basketball <laughs> and then to have no tournament so then basketball ends right and I was like oh okay I can start what and then they started airing you know the last like the 2008 Kansas championship or you know, when Kentucky won in 2015 with Anthony yeah. Davis. And so I watched those. I was that audience. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure for the horse competition, there was an audience for it. Like my 12-year-old nephew watched it. I was like, AJ, I cannot watch this. I'm sorry. Mm. It's, it was bad. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I was watching Hardwood yeah. Classics. And I kept watching the tw- – they kept showing the 2016 championship game, mm-hmm. you know, game seven. So I'm like, I'm in for this. Yeah. Back a beer. I'm I'm good. I'll I can do this all over again. Get the chills. Right. Um, so yeah, I could understand how that would, but the horse was not no bueno. <laughs> no. So what do you who do you think or could there ever be a Sabrina Ionesco in the um men's NCAA? Are you, have you seen Ooh. a player? Cause I know Obi Toppin, you mentioned, and you had mentioned him prior and you're saying, I mean, this kid's being like 
the next Anthony Davis situation. But are you seeing anyone? I mean, she's incredible. You know, they only right. come around once in a while. But is there someone that you can maybe, like, your if if you had a crystal ball and you could predict, we get we get the Kristen Peak bump right here, the peak of the peak. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, the problem is, is no player of that caliber on the men's side is ever going to play four years in college basketball, mm. right? So we're never going to see that. But what I will say is what we're already seeing in, in high school is this player like Amani Bates, who is going to be a junior in high school. He became mm. the first sophomore boys basketball player ever to win the Gatorade National Basketball Player of the Year Award. And he is insane. Mm. Okay. Amani played against Bronny James in front of LeBron. It was like a blockbuster mm. AAU game. And Amani had 43 points on Bronny. He is the real deal. He is so good. He has been touted as like the next LeBron, not because of his size and who LeBron was in high school, Mm. but just the fact like what we're seeing him do Mm. at the high school level. And he's close to, I mean, he's, he's going into his junior year and he's almost four. I think he's, I've got to look up the the total points he scored, but he's scored, I think almost 2000 points in two years wow which is insane and he's built more to more like Kevin Durant like his Uh, and his shot selection is more like Kevin Durant but he's a high flyer man like he is good so if if we could eliminate one and done and Amani Bates had to play four years in college yeah he would be the Sabrina of of men's college basketball for sure that's awesome that is awesome one last thing before we let you go and this has been like so amazing so thank you for being on but one more thing are you watching the last dance tonight and what do you hope to (laughs) get out of this 10 part series a hundred percent oh my god I should have worn my brother has an original like Michael Jordan jacket that now my nephew wears I should have worn it for this but what I'm most looking forward to is all of these youngins, like all of these young basketball players who are like, oh no, LeBron's the goat, LeBron's the goat. No, call yourself, watch this documentary. No debate. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all wow. time. Okay. okay. Let's yeah. settle, let's okay. settle with the debate once and for all. <laughs> well, this has always been a LeBron house over here. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> You can see him in my background. (laughs) Um, It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. And and my, our number one fan and my husband, anonymous Knicks fan, 922, refuses to watch this documentary. (laughs) As a Knicks fan, he's just like, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, like that, that was the worst time of my life. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, no. And he was like, oh, would you watch a documentary about the Celtics? And I'm like, no, but I don't think anyone would. That's just not a me thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, I think we're all, I think this is, I mean, for us, the second best thing, well, at least for me, the second best thing, the WNBA draft was something that I was just, we, adored and now this last dance so keep doing more of that Kristen thank you so oh, so yeah. thank so you. thank you so guys so appreciate it thank where you. can tell us where can we find you where is like your handles what do we what oh. how do we read your stuff give us give our audience everywhere you're at yeah so you can find me on twitter at Kristen Peak. uh Kristen is spelled with a y 
I know it's a little, a little weird. <laughs> and then the same on Instagram at Kristen Peak um, and on Yahoo Sports on the NBA page and also college basketball writing for there. And I mean, I just post a lot of fun interviews with, you know, players like Jalen Green or, or coming up Trey Young, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, just when they were in high school or at the NBA draft. And I have seven drives of content. So there's a lot, oh, <laughs> there's a lot to be nice. able to post right oh my now. God. Silver lining to quarantine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might, have to, might have to be the last dance with Kristen yeah, I mean, there. <laughs> you might need to secure the bag on that kind of content. <laughs> yeah, you know, extra put that buco. <laughs> put it on a vault, you know, until you can uh, get that out there. Well, thank you so much again. And we'll have all the links on our um, web, on the website and what have you. And and thank you so much for being on the on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> And we are back, back, back. Thank you. I'm so excited Ooh. that Kristen was here. That was, that was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. Seriously, that was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Very interesting. I knew she'd have like a shit ton of information for what's happening in NCAA and, and men's basketball and all that good stuff. So we are we were excited to get her. And she said she wanted to come back. So that's happening. Drop, baby. That's going to happen. Got to bring her back. Got to. Got to. So as we move on in sports in the age of coronavirus, we are going to be diving into the WNBA draft. The jam. It, we watched it live. We watched it live. We zoomed. We tried to zoom yep. it. <laughs> it sounded good. It's just, I I couldn't get into it. So <laughs> with that said, it was virtual. Was it successful? Mm-hmm. Tell 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 me. Tell us. Tell us. Was it successful? What did you guys think of it? I think so. I mean, it's I mean, when have we ever in any sports league done a virtual draft? Like for them to kick it off like that. And I thought it was pretty successful. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, it definitely wasn't a Teddy Riley baby face IG live situation. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you fucking just called out Teddy Riley and baby I face. I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> okay. I called out the uncles, you know? <laughs> Look, he did not know how to use IG live. And apparently the 20 people he had. Didn't either. Didn't well, no, I read someone it's dug in. in yeah, <laughs> I, I read that because he was also trying to live stream on his site at the same time. That's oh, why God. there was no feedback. Well, Babyface won that, even when he, he sure did. Because he was like, sure when they were like, I think it's on your side, you know, the noise. And he's like, no, it's just me, you know, just trying to social distance. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's just me by myself, uh, you know, social distancing. I'm just like, oh, oh. Yeah, because he has like an entourage with him. Yes. Oh my God. Like fucking too many people. Hyping up nothing. It was at a club too. It wasn't his home. It It wasn't his home? No, the cotton club. You know, to be quite honest, like I think Swiss Beats and Timberland should (laughs) have said, sis, you can't do this. You need to be social distancing. This was the spirit of social distancing and quarantine is not that you have a mini concert at a club with 20 people. Just play the CD. 
Just play the CD. Make a Spotify also, playlist. Can we just get a Swiss Beats and Timbaland verses? Can we just get that? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. That right there would have been good. So, right? yeah, the, I will have to say the virtual draft of the WNBA went <laughs> a lot better than <laughs> Teddy Riley versus Babyface. 100%. And I think they're going to also try it again tonight at 8 now or something. Well, I, I thought can. it was going to be at least pushed back a while. Oh, tomorrow, Monday. Uh, tomorrow? Yeah, no. Um, you know what? Just play the CD. Just play the CD. You don't need to have a band, Teddy no. Riley. Band? So, you don't need backup dancers. You no. don't need a sorry-ass flat-screen TV in the back <laughs> showing some, like, live wire graphics. No. I don't know what that was. I was like, <laughs> is he in a karaoke, um, you know, room? <laughs> That's like the thing that puts up the lyrics. I don't know what was happening there. And I was like, you don't, you didn't have to be extra. So extra. <laughs> didn't have to be extra. <laughs> That's what happens when we all try to do backgrounds and have all these speakers going. And so, no, just put on the, the AirPods and let's go. So, yes. <laughs> so the draft was better. I thought it was done well. My only, I have a few call outs. One is the delay in the um actual feed because karen you watch it on espn stream it was like five minute delay and myself and kendall were watching it on espn on cable and even her and i had the delay which was bizarre because then kendall would be excited and i'd be like what's going on and like two seconds and then five minutes later karen would figure out what happened and i'm like (laughs) Like, wait what (laughs) this is yeah this zoom this zoom party is not it's like you're walking out of the bathroom after everybody announced making comments about the like (laughs) second draft pick when the third draft pick was already unveiled (laughs) yeah i was just like uh karen where are you so yes that was a, a little problematic and two the delay between uh, the players knowing that they got picked. Oh, yeah. And like they were just sitting there like waiting and everyone's like, woo, but except for them and their family who's like, okay, did we get picked? So that was a little odd. But other than that, I thought it was super precious that they all got dressed up as if they were going to walk, you oh, know, yeah. that was and sweet. I thought that was really awesome. They got dressed up and I thought it was great that they, you know, they had their close family with them to celebrate. Um, Holly Rowe was doing the live interviews with them. I thought that was incredible. Um, that so was it, sweet, yeah. it had, it had like this really, I, I don't know, it felt very genuine and very precious, even though they didn't get to do the whole like quinceanera situation. Um, with actually being there at the draft. Um, and I I think we all shed tears in the beginning with the honoring of Gigi, uh, uh, Alyssa, and Peyton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brought me Definitely. to tears. Definitely. And then Vanessa coming on. Oh, with Kobe's sweater. Oh. Wearing Kobe's sweatshirt. Oh, that broke me. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was yeah. a breaker. Yeah. And I, they just celebrated an anniversary as well, I believe. Oh, man. Wedding yeah. anniversary. Her 2020 is deep. Yeah, no. Her 2020 is, is deep. Ugh, it's, it's yeah. awful. 
So that was very, um, oh, that was very emotional and very, it wasn't tone deaf at all. The, the way that they did it, I thought it was incredible. And they also introduced, uh, I don't, they didn't introduce, introduce it at, on the show, but later they introduced the Kobe and Gigi Bryant WNBA Advocacy Awards, hmm. which is incredible. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be. That's to uh, recognize individuals or groups that are making significant contributions and visibility to um, the perception of an advancement of women's and girls basketball at all levels. I just read that from the press release. So that's a, yep. that is very important. And what's cool is Vanessa will be, um, she'll be presenting it every year at the NBA All-Star Game, starting with next year's All-Star Game. Uh, in 2021, which I thought was weird because why wouldn't you just have for the, why wouldn't you just give it out of the WNBA All Star Game? But yeah, that's my I, so I had a okay. couple of some beef. Oh, beef! Say it, say it, say it. Give so, us the beef. I like how you said like it was. It was really precious how like they had their family and they even like some of them did custom backdrops yep. and. They got dressed up. Like, all of that was great. And obviously, you can't really do anything about the connection. Everybody's connection is body and mm. some better than others, right? So, like, you, they're doing their best with that, similar to the, the horse situation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but the beef I had with it is from day one, it felt like this is something that ESPN was just like, eh, well, we have this thing. You know, we got to do it. You know, I mean, when they were like, we're in a fucking pandemic, there's no sports. And they're like, let's put it on ESPN too. There's the first thing that that showed you proof that they just were like, eh, let's just put it out there, right? Yeah. And then second, it was like, they had, finally it's on ESPN and they had all of this time to prepare. And it's like, they didn't, they had the shittiest highlight packages for each of the girls. They did. They had like no analysis like the analysis was like super quick and just like yeah. all right on to the next one on to the next one it was like they were just mailing it in and it just seemed like there was they were just getting it out there to get it out there yeah you know what I mean like I understand where it's weird and like production right now is is down like you can't really produce much yeah. like tv but like don't cut to the family like you typically you have multiple screens in like a control room or wherever they're doing yep. this right you don't cut to the family if they haven't seen the pic yet yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. that's, just a, that's just producer error like don't go to two screens if they're not, you're watching yeah. them, oh, their feed over here and they haven't even seen it yet like yeah. they don't even know that you yeah. can pick like that's just it just seemed like they were just like mailing it in, like, oh, this, this is just another thing for women's sports, so we got to get out to the public, you know? Right. Like, yeah. It's the only thing. And not only that, but they had no women's basketball on ESPN all day leading up to the draft. Which would have been smart. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They had nothing. And then they played the 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 championship, the Mystic Suns at the game yeah, afterwards. After, but yeah. You could have had an entire day right. of women. You could have made an event out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, this isn't that hard. But, I mean, I think the commissioner, WNBA commissioner, did awesome. Hey, WNBA Wilbur, was yep. great with the VG and all that stuff. Yeah. And, like, they did their best. I just think ESPN just, like, 
super phoned it in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, that I agree. You, great points. You know, because to your point too, ESPN, the, where are the marketing people on this? Like, or maybe that's the problem is the marketing people. Because if you knew this shit was going to be like the marquee moment, there's no fucking playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know that this is going to be major. You have Sabrina in there. You right. have, I mean, so many things. And yet you're just like, no, we're just going to do the bare minimum. And the first time, yeah. the very first time you fuck up with going to the family without them knowing, you can course correct immediately. Oh, yeah. Right. If you you're paying attention. On there. You can see when they're celebrating and when they're not. Like, yeah. don't. Then you put Holly Rowe in an awkward position because she's like, oh, how exciting. Yeah. And then she can't really see what she's even commenting on. So it's just like she's in a weird spot now. And another beef that I have yes. is can we stop getting male athletes to send in congratulatory <laughs> right. fucking videos? Like, that one girl, I can't even remember who it was. They had Kevin Love send her a video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need to, to feel adequate because a male athlete is telling us congratulations. Like, yeah. it was fucking rad when Simone Biles sent in that video. Like, that's totally. Simone Biles. Right, yeah. Like, I get it. Like, there's some male athletes that you want to hear from. But, like, it's not, it doesn't make it super special just because you're hearing from a male athlete like yeah, right? no. you could have gotten any of the WNBA players yeah, right like, any, any of the legends any of them right, right. Any maybe of them. the ones on their team that they're about that they just joined right anybody anybody no let's go with Kevin Love and Kevin Durant and, and how much did they pay you know, <laughs> yeah yeah money in their pocket it's like thanks we got to see up Kevin Durant's nose while he yeah, was right. talking like, about Sabrina coming to Brooklyn. And it's like, great, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. It, I totally agree with you. That has always been such something that I dislike, that they're always pulling in these male athletes. It's just not genuine either, no. you know? It feels like a pat on the head. Yeah. Like, welcome. Yeah. And it would have made sense more like, for Sabrina, if it if Kobe was still alive for to be Kobe because he was a mentor, like that's right. like much. But otherwise, unless these guys have a direct hand in being their idol or mentor, why? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. That was that's very condescending, mm. and they don't, it doesn't yeah. need to it doesn't need to be done. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, I don't know if they'll learn any, I don't, you know, I'm sure everybody's saying, oh, this was the greatest virtual draft ever. No one's looking at it through that lens. You would hope that they would. Right. But that's why we have a show like this is so that we can point those things out as well as all of the cool stuff that happens. There are yeah. other things where they can do better. So, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, like your LeBron says, do better. Well, I uh, I was glad that it happened. They took the lead in something yep. for the first time, but you're right. There's so much. And it was on ESPN's watch and it was them who should have done more and done better. Because I would, I, uh, even the New York Liberty had uh, like a preview party. Oh, yeah, the IG Facebook. Live. Yeah. yeah. And stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, they're crushing it on these smaller platforms and getting the eyeballs from like next gen and people that are into this. And 
then you go to ESPN and it's like watching dad jeans and you're like, oh, yeah. great, great. <laughs> Grandpa's in it's the old so school true. broadcasting way. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not only that, but then like you go to social media and I feel like I saw 8 million things promoting that stupid ass horse game. And then oh, it's like, oh, eh, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll throw the WNBA draft a bone every once in a while. Like, I. <laughs> You literally own the rights to fucking everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I agree with you. The amount of PR and the, or the amount of marketing for that fucking horse game was insane. Like right. insane. Like you would think that there wasn't even a WNBA draft happening. Right. Because they wanted this horse to be the thing. And yeah. I'm like, it ain't it. Yeah, yeah. It ain't, it ain't. And what's it. awesome is that like regardless of all of that shit the WNBA draft was the the number one trending hashtag on Twitter yeah, yeah baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because people were watching it because people want sports that's actually happening now and it's actually <laughs> and matters <laughs> you know? and not yeah. not some dumb horse contest yeah right uh, like oh man I agree anyways no. That's my TED talk. <laughs> I love, love the it. TED Talks. We got to call them something we else. We love though. Kendall's TED Talks. Free no, talks. it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, well, that also, you know, another thing that was pointed out was that, you know, there there were many um, there were many picks that aren't going to be able to go into the WNBA yep. because there's not enough teams. There's not enough teams and space. So yeah, let's get some more teams. Like, Try it. There's yeah. second round pick like their second round women and yeah. they work their ass off nothing yeah now they what mm-hmm. they gotta go to europe i'm gonna have yeah. to can they're they even travel yeah i know because is that essential can, are they allowed to go like i'm just i'm it's like in my mind it is crazy that uh san francisco doesn't have a team it's so crazy and we have the money if you think about it yeah i like, just salesforce so could literally own a wnba team yeah, I I find that to be insane. I, like to me, maybe we insane. write to Marissa Meyer and go, hey, you have some mayor, and let's right? some money, girl. Why don't you own a WNBA team? There's got it. There's plenty of money there. You could get a bunch of nerds from up there to like put in there. Oh <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> own a team. And you know, I know, yeah, I know Engelbert's working on it. But like, how how much smarter would it have been to have like a telecom company sponsor the WNBA virtual draft, make sure everyone's wi-fi was tip top 5g optic fiber optic whatever yeah it would have been the other thing yeah you had they had all of this time in the world to make sure that all of those players that they basically knew you know at this point who's yeah going in the, yes the around, right? like, yeah yeah you had all the time in the world to go out and make sure that their their setup was perfect yep. yeah for the biggest day of their life yeah. and they couldn't even do that yeah. it's just like yeah. You know, the fact that they're talking about quarantine and getting hotels for NBA players to be sequestered and oh, private yeah. doctors so that they could play like games. Like a one on like a all one game these, elimination playoff. All these things that they're trying to do for the season, all they needed was to get one UPS driver to drop off all of the equipment and maybe one guy from that area or one woman from that area that knew IT that could wear a mask mm-hmm. and a whole hazmat. Yeah, everyone so leave the house. Put it up for and, you. Yep. And instead, yep. you are worried about ending this season and quarantining people 
um, like Hunger Games to finish the season, but you can't just fucking send some of the better equipment to who, to your point, Kendall, who you know are going to be in the first round. They've known. Sabrina should have been set up. She should have been set up weeks ago. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. Sabrina should have had like her own, she'd been like a Teddy Riley situation. Yes. <laughs> you know, the bad whole production. They could have had, they could have had backgrounds made for them. Yeah. They yep. could have had, yeah. like, yeah. all of this stuff could have been made for them for it to look yeah. cohesive and, right. and like they could have, like, even more put together. Nothing. Yep. Like, let's just. Yeah. We'll wing it. We'll see how it goes on the yeah. day. Of. Like, they could have sent them green screens. That would have been easy. Bulk buy, send it off, have them hang it up, yeah. and then you know. Well, they knew, and they knew in February that they were most likely going to have to go to a virtual draft. They knew that. She mm-hmm. said, Kathy Engelbert, the commissioner, said, "If anything, we'll have to go and you know potentially do a virtual draft." So that was in February. Yeah. Yep. Let's not get it twisted. Like all of a sudden, it was yesterday. There was plenty of time. So, well, we wish it could be better because we know it can be. It was what it was. And we're happy to see all those young women. And it's sad because it was heartbreaking for them not to be able to finish their season. Number one, one, who have the draft the way that it was. So, you know what? We'll hopefully we get some learnings from that. And Kristen, that. Kristen even said it like women's basketball was way more interesting than men's. Yeah, this whole season. This season. Are you kidding me? There was like no Serena comparison. Most, yeah, she was the most popular player, men's and women's. Yeah, it's hands down. Probably even more so than the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> she was like yeah. killing it. That's so, there's, yeah, there's some NBA players that yeah, she was more popular than absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Um, well, you know, Sabrina did go number one, <laughs> predicted. She went to the New York Liberty, which, uh, you know, we talked about it in our last episode. That it's a, it's a great fit. I know some people are trying to say that it might expose some of her flaws, but those people are haters. Everyone and wants to be a, a what? Like find that? Oh, get out yeah, of here. Yeah. So no one her, else. her jersey Sold out in an hour, hour, as we said, one hour. I think she it's signed back up. in there. They announced her Nike. Yep. Nike. Her signing on. I thought she was going to go with Under Armour, to tell you the truth. Because oh, Nike was, was a, Nike's at least smart. They weren't going <laughs> to not let the number one draft pick. Well, she was hanging. She was hanging a lot with Steph, so people were assuming. Oh, but, that just it's the Bay Area. She's a Warriors fan, so that's the that's the big reason. Mm. Mm-hmm. She should be a Laker fan, but oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, that creek, baby. I, I think it's because isn't it because after Kobe died, Steph's like trying to kind of yeah, he's that. trying to be like, mm, I'll be your boo, boy. <laughs> I'll be your boo, yeah. I'll be your mentor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, so those things happened to her. She it was insane. Another storyline was that Erica Umake, she was drafted in yeah. the third round to the New York Libs. That Umike. means three Umakes in the WNBA Dynasty. Dynasty. They're like the anti- save some talent for the rest of us. I know, right? Yeah, but they are they are in there, so that was kind of awesome. So round uh, one, the I anti just, what is I can never say Jonas's last name. They're like the anti 
cool equivalent. Pretty much, and, and there's three of them. <laughs> and there's three of them. There's only there's only two Brooks though, right? Or what's what's their yeah, name? Yeah, the Lopez's. Lopez's, Lopez. yeah. And then there's home. there's another. There's like a couple other sets. The oh, the ones that went to one went to the Clippers and one went to the Lakers actually. Um, oh, the smart, the twins. Yeah, yeah. Twins. Uh, yeah, they look exactly the same. I couldn't well, tell. That'd be so right. fucking confusing in LA. It is. It's confusing to me. I'm just like, which one uh, do I boo? I, they should I do an NBA Parent Trap Edition movie. <laughs> yeah, get that. Uh, get that on LeBron's uh, radar Space Jam. <laughs> for Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, get that on his one of, Parent one of Trap. Shitty British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone grows their hair and someone shortens it and has to wear a wig or whatever during when they do the switch. <laughs> And then a cool handshake. <laughs> 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 and a talent show at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And you have to have that song. Oh, get together. All the way. We'll write this. <gasps> this is writing itself, guys. I know. <laughs> Better trademark this. Um, but yes, so uh, round one, as we said, we got Sabrina uh, uh, Satu Sabali. She went to the Dallas Wings. Great Lauren suit. Cox. Satu- oh, yeah. Oh, that suit. She looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you can find all of the, that listing on the WNBA website or, you know, wherever you – The I, I just – I quickly just did uh, three of what I thought were the best picks of Ooh. the draft. Um, I thought uh, Satu Sabali going to the Dallas Wings was an A-plus pick for them. Um, she was the second best player in the draft. She also played with Sabrina, so she was a duck. Um, she's a huge fan of Dirk Nowitzki. She's also German, yep. and they're already comparing her to him. He played in Dallas his whole career with the Mavs. She's going to Dallas, so that's a great fit. Um, she's 6'4 forward, and she was averaging uh, 14.5 points, 5.6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 1.2 steals in her 91 career game. So that's going to give them some shooting power um, for the Dallas Wings. Um, my other pick was Bella Alari. I think that she's come really under the radar. You because called it. She, yeah. I, she came in what? She was picked fifth. Um, I think she's totally under the radar because, you know, she played for an Ivy League and there could be some hidden flaws because she didn't get the national attention. So that might come out. Um, she went to the she went to the Dallas Wings. But I think that she's going to prove a standout. And I think there's going to be some advantage that she's not as exposed as other um, players. That'll give her that breathing room to like really grow and make make her mark. Um, and I also thought Ruthie Hibbard. We talked about her a couple episodes ago. I think she was in Chicago Sky. I think she's another perfect fit for them. She's 6'4", and she fills that need of a rotational post player. Uh, she, her, she, her career was uh, 65.1% shooting, um, which is the best in the Pac-12, and that'll be perfect in the pick and rolls with Courtney Vandersloot, who Ooh. you know is one of the best passers in the world. So I think that'll give them what they need there. And my picks for best teams that came out of the draft were the New York Libs because Sabrina, 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 Sabrina. 
um, and the mm-hmm. Dallas Wings because they made some really um, smart choices, I think, in, in how they're building out. So that's me. I don't know if you guys have some narratives or some picks or who you thought was best teams coming out of um, this draft. I felt like I the Fever had a lot of had a lot of picks, didn't they? The Fever? Yeah, mm-hmm. Indiana. But I don't know if they picked some of the top ones per se, but it seemed like they they had a lot of choices to choose from in this draft. I know the Sparks had think, three picks, but it was later. They were in round later, round two and three. Two, yeah. Kennedy Carter to um, the Dream was a good pick. Yeah. And yeah. even though there wasn't a finals, it's like I think the like the amount of ducks in this draft and just oh, yeah. the talent on that team, you know, we could pretty much crown these ladies. I think what's really interesting is the excitement that this draft brought in with the players that we are, you know, seeing come into this draft and the the competitive nature that we're in a I feel is next level with the WNBA. And I also see it on social. I think like seeing all the shit talk on social and WNBA Twitter. And it's just, I feel like there's a big unleash that's happening in particular with this draft and us having to communicate in the way that we have been in a, in a less like face-to-face and more on a virtual landscape. So that just means you have to talk more on Twitter than you would in like to one another on the phone or, you know, in, in a, in the game at the game. So that'll be interesting. So that was it. That's all I got, ladies, unless you guys have anything else you want to bring up in today's episode, because I think it's meaty, chunky, and thick with two C's. Beefy. Very beefy. <laughs> Stick a fork in it. Thicker than a snicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I think it's time. I think we're ready. We're getting ready for the last dance that's happening. <laughs> We're all excited for that. Um, So we're going to wrap it up. As always, thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us and DM us on our social handles. Don't forget YouTube. Don't forget YouTube. Uh, For Twitter and Instagram, we're at The Hoops Talking. And as always, Karen, how do we want to keep it? Sweaty. Sweaty.